This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Time now for episode 100. 100. A hundy, as they say in the locker room. Hundy? Benjamin. Yep. Hundy. That's pretty... That's pretty exciting. I don't know if you feel the same way. Woke up this morning, knew it was going to be uh, number one zero zero, and uh, did you, you really? Did you actually give a shit about it? Yes, I did. Oh, yes, well, I did. I've been actually thinking about this um, ever since the the early nineties when we were doing early ninety episodes. I started to talk about who's uh, who's number ninety one in the league, who's number ninety two, number ninety three. I was keep thinking that you know what. A hundred episodes is, is, uh, is, it's a great milestone. You know, we've put a lot of work into this, uh, to try and get it up and going and we've enjoyed every single minute we've had, we've had awesome. And I mean, awesome feedback from people writing to us. And I want everybody to know that you're listening to this. We are reading everything and there's, listen, I mean, there's some good, bad and ugly, and we, we take it all in and in, in, in stride to try and, uh, you know, Give the feedback that the the people that are listening uh, and, and what they want. So it's, it's well, any awesome. any criticism is good criticism, but yeah. I mean, you know, constructive advice or constructive criticism is always, you know, the the better way to go about it. But I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. We we, you know, we have a lot of people that uh, that listen and respond to the shows on a daily yeah. basis, and and I love the interaction with them. Uh, you know, I, I love I love Eight, the interaction. Eighty percent of the people. All you know, every email that that I read, eighty percent are are just so happy. Um, they really like what we're talking about. They like what we're doing, and that makes me feel good that I'm actually hearing people's feedback. But I really do like that you know that other ten percent that are like, listen, you know, you guys are doing great, but you know, Craig, stop talking over PD or or, you know, the content or that you guys the other are way doing, around or the other way around. Right. Um, and it's, listen, we take it in and we try and make this, uh, even more enjoyable for, uh, for the listeners. And then there's the, you know, you have your 5% that just think that I'm, I'm a complete piece of shit and you're, you're the greatest guy in the world. And, uh, and then the other way does, around, how does PD do it every day? Uh, working with, uh, old man river. He's like, shut the fuck up, bud. <laughs> Well, one of those one of those people are gonna they're gonna join us today in uh, in episode one hundred. We've got a we've got a great show for everybody. Brian Gianta and Thomas Vanek are both going to join us, and uh, uh, this kind of came about from just group chat or whatever. We had Vanner on a while ago as as like a feature guest, but today it's not about Van. It's just more about you know incorporating him into the conversation, which I look forward to because he's a great conversationalist and he's a sarcastic son of a bitch. And I, I, uh, you know, much like him, you know, he says like, I, I miss this shit. Like, that's what he said. Like I miss memory said the other night in the group chat, I miss this, like all the, the trash talking that was going on in the, uh, in the group chat there between you, me and van and geo. And I, I, um, I'll say this a couple things here. Here's what I, a couple of things that are definitely going to come up today. I was thinking, uh, I actually got a text message from an old teammate the other day, and we've been texting for a few days here. 
<laughs> and he reminded me, or just just texting with him reminded me of a player that we played with. And then, and I don't know, I, I think you played with this guy, but I can't remember if he was here or if he had moved on by that point. But anyway, so he had reminded me of a player that we played with in the minors and one of my all time, and I forgot all about this. Okay. I think in five years of doing the radio show with you, I don't know that I ever told this story, but my greatest prank (laughs) that I ever pulled on a player, uh, on a teammate, um, it was, it was cruel. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I, 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 I just, I don't know if I should tell you this now or if I should tell you with the guys when they come on. And the other story I want to get, and I don't know, because I know Van's been on with us here. I know he came on with us a couple times over the five-year span that we were on uh, on the radio. And I can't remember if he told the story about the night that he was, he, he was absolutely driving a celebrity nuts because he was calling him by his, his uh, character name from a TV show. And you were there, I think, because I wasn't on the team. Extremely well-known TV show. Very popular TV show. Like, yeah. uh, probably my favorite TV show in the history of TV shows. Uh, I've probably seen every episode. Every episode at least five times, some episodes a yeah. lot more than that. You know what I mean? So, I, I, you know, we'll, get, uh, we'll get Vanner's story on that. But you were on the team then, weren't you? Uh, I was... I could have been, I could have been, or it could have been the year before I was there. I can't. No, it wasn't. I wasn't on the team. I was. So it was after I'd left. Well, then, then I was definitely on the team. Yeah. So I don't know what year it happened, but I just, I I need the details of the story. Well, I think it was in L it was in LA. Was it in L I thought maybe it it might've been in New York because that's where he was based out of, but maybe it was LA. I see again, like, I don't know the story. I just know the celebrity and what he was saying. We'll have to get the down low from, from van and him shredding some super. (laughs) Do you want to hear my prank or do you want me to save it? Save it for the boys because they're they're probably going to want to hear this. But here's uh, the thing: Gionta I don't want to gobble up. I don't want to coming on. I don't want to gobble up airtime when they're on. You know what I mean? Like I want to sit back and and just kind of let this flow. But I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to decide when I should. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you the story because we got a few minutes before they join us. Because with them, we'll talk about the Crosby hit. We'll talk about the nurse suspension. We'll talk about Toronto. I know Vanner has some opinions on Toronto. You guys all do. And that's probably the series to watch. Um, lots of other things we're going to talk about. But so I was living with Palmonville my last year in the minors. It was Palmer's first year. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you the player that I pulled the prank on. Um I bet you I'll be able to guess it. No, you won't, because he never he never played with us in Buffalo. Uh, I I play with him in Raj. Um, so they had this rule uh, that you know what prospects, if you're going on a road trip, bring your passports because you never know if you're going to get called up or whatever when you're away or you know what I mean. So yeah. you know they always said if you're going on an American League road trip, pack a bag of clothes and bring a passport. So Palmer and I decided one night we had this guy who who you know was convinced that he was getting called up, and I don't know why he was talking about it out loud, but he was convinced he was getting called up. 
always brought his passport and I never brought my passport. Okay. Like I never brought a travel bag because I knew I wasn't getting called up. Like I'm not getting called up. They'll call somebody else up. I knew that. So I think you just have to know that. So anyway, so Palmer and I pull in the driveway one night. I can't remember where we were. We went out to dinner. We came back and we were living together. It was, uh, it was Oh two Oh three. And, um, we decided to call this player and disguise our voice, my voice, as Larry Carrier, the assistant general manager of the Buffalo Sabres. And basically what I said was, hello, uh, yeah, it's uh, Larry Carrier calling. Like I star six, seven, my number. So it showed up unknown, right? Because all the teammates have everyone's number. And I called him and I said, hey, we need you to report to the Buffalo Marriott tonight. And we need you to be at practice tomorrow, 9.15 stretch on the ice at 10. We're calling you up. This is your big shot. So this guy's like, oh, okay. All right. Yep. Yep. So I said, call, call Willie. He'll meet you at, uh, it, what, back then it was called, I think it was, it might still be ESL. I can't remember. It might be Bill Gray's arena in Roch. I said, uh, Willie will meet you at, but I, you know, I said, Willie will meet you at, uh, Bill Gray's or ESL or whatever it was to give you your equipment and stuff, bring sticks and all, you know, extra sticks, bring, you know, bring everything with you that you're going to need to play two or three games. So this guy's like, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so what a dick. <laughs> so, so we hang up with them. <laughs> we hang up. So this is you and who? <laughs> This is, I made the call, but Palmer's beside me pissing himself laughing. Okay. Like Palmer, Palmer's like a sneaky, sneaky squirrel here. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we call him back or no, he's like, okay. So he hangs up. I call him back, like maybe a couple minutes later. Cause Palmer's looking at me going like, we should probably call him and tell him that it's a prank. Cause what if he's calling Willie? What if he's calling his parents? What if he's calling everybody? Right. I was like, shit, I never even thought about that. So I called him back. This is like five minutes later. I called him back. He's not answering. Okay. He's not answering. He's not answering. He, I call, he answers. And I said, Hey, it's Petey. I said, I, I said, sorry, man. I said, sorry, man. I was just fucking around. I was just fucking around with you. And he goes, yeah, I know. Cause I already called my parents and told them. And then I called Willie and Willie's like, I haven't heard anything of this. So Dave, Dave, Dave Williams had to tell the guy that he had been pranked. And uh, so I called up, uh, I called up Ryan Jordy to the NHL and sent him down moments later. And uh, the next he day, he called the, his parents. He called his parents. This guy called his parents and told him that he was getting called up. Like, why wouldn't you? Who would your first call be? <laughs> I feel, I feel super irritated right now with you. I can't believe that you would let it go that long that he would have the ability to phone his parents. But it was five minutes, five minutes. Like when you hang up the phone, who's the first person you call? Like you're, you're calling somebody. You're not just going to go and be like an hour later, call me. Like, hey, by the way, I got called up. This was his first ever call up. He was a rookie in the minors. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. 
Dennis Leary sang the song, I'm an asshole. Yeah. So what did the guys in the team say? They fucking thought it was hilarious. And they loved it. Everybody loved it. Except for, how was he? How was this guy? What's his name? Uh, Ryan Jordy. And did he ever play a game in the NHL? No, he didn't. <laughs> uh, right. I'm not laughing that he didn't play a game. I'm laughing at the fact that like I did that and then he didn't play a game. What, uh, what did he do? Did he have, um, you know, a, a career in this? Like, did he, did he play overseas? What, what he played happened some him? years in the minors? And then I, I don't, I don't know where he, where he went after that, but anyway, so that's, uh, that's my prank. That's a tough one, man. That's a, that's a tough, it's a tough prank. <laughs> that's a tough one. You don't think it's a good I'd, prank? Um, I'd have, a, I'd rather have the wheels taken off my car. <laughs> no, <laughs> that one there. Is you got to like remember a, though, at the time I'm thinking I'm not, pl- I'm never going to play in the NHL either. Like, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I was in the third year of my, uh, professional career it was the worst year of my life in the, in the, uh, in terms of hockey, I had a what? terrible third year injured what? and just, I had a whole bunch of problems. I was a shoulder. Then my. I injured my shoulder twice early in the year. And then I injured uh, and I sprained my ankle. I uh, had an upper ankle sprain and I missed four weeks, came back early and then went and hit Wade Brookbank along the boards and blew my ankle out again. So I was out for another three and a half weeks. So, so you made, when did you make the NHL? Like what was the year? Oh, three Oh four out of training camp. And what that was, what year pro for you? Four. So you had this shitball year in year three, the worst year of your life, and then the next year you made the NHL? I did. What a shitty league. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's go grab our guests. Panthers hockey. <laughs> Fuck you. What's up, boys? Recorded right away. Yeah, recorded right away. Why, why, why waste our time? What's up, Vanner? Can't hear anything. What a rookie dick. Start this over. <laughs> Spring and fall golfer. All right. Welcoming into episode 100, gentlemen. I, uh, I was just, Riv and I were just talking about uh, how fast it's gone, number one, and uh, how excited we are to have you guys on. We were talking about our group chat and just how fucking funny that is. Like Con- Connor Verstegi, band's got the uh, Florida Panthers shirt on. How's it going, boys? Going great. Thanks for having me. Holy fuck, man! Don't be don't be shy to talk, eh? <laughs> no, I mean it's it's been it's been fun listening and uh, Riz butchering all the names. Uh, but no, it's it's yeah, you guys are doing a great job. But here's it's the like thing: every every coach has guys on the other team that they butcher. Do you like? Did you guys have that? Like every coach I had, he would come into the room and just absolutely butcher one or two names on the other team every night. Like, and you would be like, no, that's not that fucking guy. Like, it's a different guy. But, like, every coach did it. I don't know if they did it on purpose or they're just, like, old man River like like Ribs is and just doesn't know. Speaking of butchering names, Vanner, were you on the team in Buffalo when uh, Eric Brewer went end-to-end 
and Lindy, Lindy came in the locker room and, and showed the highlight, showed the back of his jersey, and he had that. Remember how he had that new technology on his computer where he could write on the screen? Yeah. And he, he scratched out Brewer because Brewer wore number four, and he wrote or. Because Eric Brewer fucking went end-to-end on us. I think he won the game for us, and all the guys were like uh, absolutely dying over that. Hey, you um, – I was just telling uh, Riv a story about uh, how I called up Ryan Jordy. Uh, you guys ever hear that story? Man, no. you ever hear that story from the guys? Uh, if I, I hear it, I might remember. I was living with Pominville, and we called we called Jordy one night, and uh, I basically pretended I was Larry Carrier and called him up, and just was like, hey, need you to report to the Marriott tonight, 9.15 stretch tomorrow, 10 o'clock on the ice. Head over to ESL. Willie will uh, Willie will give you all your equipment, and then we hung up on. He's like, "Okay, yep, yep, yep." And then five minutes went by, and Palmer's like, "Hey, man, do you think we should call him back and let him know that you're kidding?" <laughs> I'm like, "Uh, yeah, we might have to call him back." Eh? So I call him back, and he had already heard from Willie that it was complete bullshit because he called Willie to get his gear and everything, and he called his parents and let everybody know that he was getting called up and. I had to be the guy to let him know that, you know, his, his NHL dreams aren't happening tonight, but <laughs> it would have been, it would have been totally okay. If the guy would have played at least a game in the NHL. But I, I mean, I was looking at P I'm like, that's, that's a cruel prank right there. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, and, and I mean, let's be serious. Have you, have you ever watched a guy play? No, he was, tough that's about it i mean the amount of vaseline he put on his hands and face before every game i was like this is the first time i've seen it i mean i played college and uh i go sign with the amherst or buffalo go down there and it's like a preseason game and i'm like what league is this this guy just put a whole tub on his face on his i'm like what, what is happening here and the guy's like yeah this is what he does i'm like wow but he was tough i mean i give him that he, he could take more punches than i've ever seen before was it an eye-opener, Van, when you got to the American League, like just seeing, because it was like a total Donnybrook some nights. I mean, and you weren't used to that. Like you were coming from the USHL, and then you were coming from college where there was zero fighting. Yeah, I don't know if it was that eye-opening. I mean, I watched plenty of pro hockey. I just, I guess, wasn't around it. So, um, but as far, again, that was a lockout year, so it was really good hockey. There wasn't too many, you know, tough guy i mean there was but it was still really good and it wasn't like the stories you you hear from other people any any uh pranks uh that you remember geo and uh you gotta have a good prank come on no i mean like uh nothing like that like that's for especially on a guy like that right like you don't that 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 guy's dreams like he had he, he was so excited. He was so excited for about five minutes until he called Willie. Like that conversation with his parents. Can you imagine? And then his parents are in on it, right? Like, like think of your kid, Rivs. Like, if he calls you and he's like, "Hey, I'm getting called up to the show." How jacked up would you be for him? And then five minutes later, you hear that some jackass freaking called them, pranking them, setting them up. And then, like, how pissed would you be at Petey if you were that guy's parents? Like, I would be rattled. Rattled. No, I mean, we had pranks. It was every day, right? Like, little things, you know, tying guys, freaking suits in in a bunch and cutting holes in socks. And 
sawing a guy's stick down, throwing water in his stick, like all little things like that. It was it was throwing nonstop. water in his stick. Was yeah, that? you take the cap off, you know, and put water in his stick, and then put the cap back on, so he goes out. It's super heavy. Water's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> goes out for practice with the one pieces. Couldn't do it in the back in the day. Banner, you, I was. I also brought up with uh, with River. Uh, just before you guys came on, I said, I got to get the story or at least we got to get it on, on record here. Um, where was it and what year was it that you ran into, uh, Kevin Connolly at a bar and you were calling him E all night and he was getting all pissed off. I don't know. I think, uh, must've been out in LA. I think we probably had an off day and a bunch of us went out and, um, yeah, that's, I think, when the show was super popular and, um, you know, the, the the whole crew showed up and, and you know, I, I think he's a big Islanders fan to begin with. So I didn't think he cared for the Sabres being around. And then, uh, yeah, I think that kind of pissed him off a little bit. <laughs> what happened though? Like, how did, how did the, how did you guys like end up coming together? He's a huge though? hockey fan though. Yeah. That's what you he's need a to huge understand. Hockey fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was talking to the boys on the team and, and Vanner, uh, was uh just <laughs> what was the first thing you said to him i, I can't remember it's probably something stupid but yeah, you may hey and he and he <laughs> said what to you don't call me e. don't call me e i don't like to be called e and you're like okay e yeah like, <laughs> right, sounds good e it just went on and on Anyway. Yeah, so it was, yeah, I, again, I can't remember exactly what, but I do remember he he wasn't a big fan of it. But, and then turns out years later, I got traded to the Islanders, but never got to meet him while I was actually an Islander. So it's probably a good thing. <laughs> All right. I thought, I thought there was more. I thought you'd gone at him a bunch of times that night and, and just kind of kept calling him E. I thought he was, I, I'd heard the story that he's like, hey, you know, I, uh, I'm from New, New York. I, I like hockey or whatever. And almost like, trying to you know let everybody know who he was when everybody already knew who he was and here you were here you were busting his ass calling him e um what do you guys think into the playoffs boys like what's uh what's the big team right now uh, vanny you got the florida panther shirt on yeah I, I love the panthers i mean again i was there for you know a, a quick coffee so i know some of the guys uh what team weren't you on <laughs> God, it's Gio. Uh, yeah, when you're a good player, teams want you. That's, that's, that's just a fact. Well, How many teams whole, did you play on? How many teams seven. did you play on? Seven? Okay. Yeah, and, there's and a bad story. Of the, I'll, okay, do you so have all the jerseys? Somewhere in the basement, yeah. They're not hanging as nicely as you. But uh, <laughs> maybe someday I'll do that once I get older like you. But, uh, yeah, the seven teams is that's uh, – Again, I don't know. It was fun. It was a blast with all the teams. But I do remember I was in college and Keith Ballard. You guys remember that name? Yeah. yeah. So Keith was my teammate and he was uh, first overall or first, first round pick by the Sabres. What's his and name? I think it was my freshman team. Keith Ballard? Ballard? Yeah. Keith Ballard. You don't remember him? Defenseman. I think I, I think you played I against I fought him. him in Buffalo. No. Yeah. Would you? Oh, yeah. Keith fought. Probably. Keith wasn't yeah. that big of a guy, though, was he? Mm, no, but he was, he was, I mean, he had that hip check and, you know, yeah, guys yeah, yeah. went after him and he was, 
But anyway, so he's a great guy. You know, fresh my freshman year, his sophomore year, we got off the ice, and it was right around trade deadline. Might have been trade deadline day, and we come in, and one of the guys, hey, Keith, you just got traded. It was like on the ticker. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're going to Colorado. So he gets traded. And then um, I think it was next year, he gets traded again. And he's like, this guy's been traded twice, and he's still in college. I think he went to Phoenix then. And I'm like, you are unbelievable. You're just a suitcase, you know? And then I'm in Buffalo for 10 years. He went, from, I think, from Phoenix to Florida from, or from to Vancouver first, then Florida, then the Wilder, I don't know. And then at the Wild, we played together like 15 years later. He's on his fifth team. And I'm like sitting there at four. And I'm like, I probably got a couple more in me. I'm like, this is not going too good for me. So it all came back. But as far as the playoffs, yeah, I think the Panthers looked great last night. As um, like, what do you think when they're down Connor three? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, they can score. They can just, you know, that team reminds me. It's like they struggle to score that first one, but once they score that first one, man, they get going. It's like something clicks. You know, it's it's one of those teams that they haven't won yet. They know they're good, and it's hard to win. So I think they put a lot of pressure on them. They want to come out and score a goal right away and then it doesn't happen but once they score that first one they just they're just off and running i gotta i gotta ask you something because it just you you made a comment about uh ribs stuff and i mean we obviously want to talk more um playoffs but do you not have any memorabilia up any jerseys no like anything hanging up in your house at all like do you have a room None. or anything do you have an office where you have jersey pictures anything from your career None. no i don't know it's it's i don't know it's Whatever. Like I said, I got a few pieces framed there in like a little storage room and maybe someday well, I'll start hanging well, out. Why is that, if you don't mind me asking? There's seven teams. I don't have that big of a house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, even the silver stick and stuff. I don't know. I just don't care for it. I moved on and, you know. it's. You know what, Van? I'm going to tell you this. I felt the same way. Um, and, and, and Petey... PD and I were together. Actually, this is this was this was years ago, eh, PD? That you came, you came into my house one day. You you brought Brody, um, and if you went through my house, you would have absolutely zero idea that I ever played the game of hockey. Zero. There's not a picture in the house, the upstairs, anywhere that showed that um, that I had played. I was sitting down on our uh, in the in the basement. And PD, his little guy went into this, uh, you know, the cobweb area of the house where there's a little shooting area for the boys. And um, PD goes back there and, and he's rumbling around for about 10, 15 minutes. And then he calls me and he goes, Rips, come here. So I go into this back room. There's boxes and boxes and boxes that uh, PD had opened up. <laughs> I don't know why he opened them up, but he, well, they were he clear. Started, they were clear and there were jerseys in there. So I'm like, where are these jerseys from? Like, you know, there were all different kinds of jerseys. So I just popped the lid off and I start looking and I realized everything in there is all your hockey shit. Like everything, the whole room was all your hockey memorabilia. Yeah. I had tons and tons of jerseys that, you know, I just had collected over the years. I had tons of sticks uh jammed in the corner like Petey's taking slap shots with a freaking stick from Mary Lemieux that is signed to me on the blade. I'm like, what are you doing? Put it back. He's now that there's marks. It's <laughs> so um 
I decided, and I had been retired for probably about seven years at the time. And I felt very much the same thing that it was the first time in my life that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy all of those things that I had collected over the years. And I ended up getting a lot of my old jerseys framed and I have sticks out and started to make, you know, uh, an area of the house where I could appreciate kind of what I had done over the years. Um, but, you know, listen, I mean, uh, you know, I was always felt like I wasn't defined just by a hockey player, but at the same time, we did something pretty special. And uh, it took me a while, it took me a long time before I wanted to kind of show and present, you know, stuff that I had collected over the years. But two years and 50 grand later, <laughs> two years and 50 grand later, <laughs> basically that one day that I spent in his basement, had him redo his entire basement. But, but Van, you know, Gio, I, I, I'll ask you the same question, but I know you just put some stuff up at your house. So I don't know if you've had stuff up before that or not, but Van, I like I know you say that you moved on, but I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I get the feeling like, I, I don't know what it, I don't know. I get the feeling that maybe you, are, are you, I don't know. Are you not proud of your career? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, it's no Riv, Riv's nailed it on the head. I think I am very proud. I mean, what, what I did, the teams I played for, what I accomplished, you know, coming from Austria, it's, it's, I can talk about it all day long and I'm completely fine with it. But I mean, I do, I have, I have, like I said, in this room, I have all my jerseys, even from juniors, from, you know, way back college, blah, 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 all of them. But I just haven't found this room, I guess, or whatever. And I've so much other cool stuff. I mean, I got Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, like racket signed. And yeah, it's not just hockey stuff. Like I got a lot of you know, flag, you know, when Roy McElroy won a British open, I got a flag signed. So it's like, wow. so one day, I mean, one day I'll find the right room where I do want to turn something into it, but yeah. it's not like I retired and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to hang everything up right away. It's just, I don't know yeah. with time, the right things will come along and then they'll, yeah. they'll do it. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you, you wait for the right time and, and yeah. when you're ready, you really want to do it because I was, I was not, not that I was a, ever ashamed or never want, I, I was never just wanting to show people like, Hey, I played in the show for this amount of years and look at me. There just gets to be a point of time. I think when you mature as, as a person, as you know, I'm older now and you know, it's, it's like I'm 47 it took me till I was 43 to say to myself, you know what? I, I had a, pretty nice career and i now for the first time in my entire life want to show people that come into my home you know all of the the great stuff that i had hidden you know in the closet in the basement you know where no one can see it because i was not that i was ashamed i just didn't want to you know show people i guess and and now i'm now i feel very different i'm i'm removed from the game um still part of the game with what we do but it's nice. Geo started his. Geo started his uh, his room right after he won the Hobie Baker. Hey, eh? Geo. <laughs> I'm gonna have a great career, boy. I never listen. Better I never won the trophy room. I never won the Hobie. So oh, you did. Factory. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Three time, I'm, I'm three so time sorry. finalist, zero time winner. Wow. Jesus, you're like the Buffalo Bills, man. Four trips oh, to the Super never Bowl never happened. And no, no I, I, I'm the same way. Kind of Billy. <laughs> 
same way as you, Ribs, and I guess Van, I just started too, right? Like PD and Ribs have seen part of the basement, but it's a few different things. Like when I was playing, I don't know, like every conversation, every every time you, you talked about it, someone didn't know who you were. And they're like, oh, what do you do for work? I always skirted around it, right? Like you, when you're playing, I, I was the type that was just, listen, I don't want to let you know what I do. I'm just trying to go about my business and, and do it, not hide it, definitely not ashamed of it, but you just didn't bring attention to it. Same thing with the, the stuff, right? Like I never had my jerseys up, never had anything up, um, never been a huge collector of outside stuff. So I don't have anything but my kind of stuff. And it, it just coincided, right? Like the kids were trash in the basement, playing mini sticks, like soccer balls, footballs flying everywhere in the basement, holes everywhere. So it's, it's been a slow evolution to it. One, you're, you're proud of it. So now you're, you're showcasing it for yourself. The kids love it. And I think anyone that comes to the house ribs, right? Like we don't realize how cool the shit is because it's just ours, right? Like it's just the stuff that we're used to. It's just, Stuff we use, jerseys, sticks, gloves, uh, van, the the silver stick. Like, like we don't – I don't know. I don't think anything of it. It's just secondhand. But when someone comes, they're like, holy shit, this is awesome, whatever it may be. And you don't do it for show. I say you just do it because now at this point, you find a spot, your basement, your office, whatever it may be, and you just kind of showcase that part of your life, right? Like, I don't I – don't, look back on it and, and wish, uh, it lasted longer, whatever it may be. I just look back on it, use it as a, as a reminder of, Oh shit, that was a pretty damn good 17, 18 years of, of your life. Right. Like you, well, you, you college you, stuff, you're, you're, you know I mean? That, that's so when you walk into it or you, you're in the basement and you're hanging out, like, it's just like, ah, shit, it's pretty sick. What we were able to do. You don't, when you're in it, you don't, you don't think it, you just go do it. But when you get older and you're retired, you just look back and you're like, damn, that was pretty, pretty sweet. You, yeah. you and I are very different where you say when people ask what you did, you were, you know, you tried to like kind of downplay it. Whereas I wore my own jersey to the bar. So <laughs> <laughs> you and Pat Coletta. <laughs> somebody would still be, somebody be like, oh, you're a Peters fan? I'm like, no, 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 I'm Peters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I am Peter. Don't Google it. Look at it right now. Check it out. I'm, I, you know, uh, um, no, I, I, I think that's hilarious. And I, I think the silver stick outside of a, uh, you know, I mean, outside of a Stanley cup ring or one of those mini cup trophies, I think the silver stick is one of the cooler things that the NHL does for, to, to, to recognize players and their accomplishments. Like I Riv, I know you were close and you probably would have got it if you weren't hurt a few years, but, uh, you guys both have one. I just, I can't believe you don't have it out, man. But I mean, I just think the silver stick is unreal. I got one. I have one question. It's like one thing in the entire, in the entire, you know, my NHL career, um, I was hurt for a number of games where I, I definitely would have played uh, over a thousand games, but I had, uh, had uh, a bunch of injuries throughout the course of my career, just like everybody else. But, um, you know, I, I, I ended with 923. I had the ability to play. Um, uh, the Islanders wanted to sign me, um, but I just, um, to this day, if, if, if there's obviously one regret, and I don't have any regrets in my career, and I, and I had a lot of uh, good, bad, and ugly 
And I think we all had that. Okay. And there's just one, there's, there's one thing, obviously, you know, listen, I would have loved to win a Stanley cup and to be able to talk about that for forever, but playing a thousand games in the national hockey league, that's uh that's special. I mean, that is truly special. It is so, so, so difficult to play in this league. And, um, you know, I was there and I, I could have probably, uh, you know, fought out, a you know, one more year to, to get to that thousand, but, um, just wasn't meant to be, but, uh, you so know, you went and finished that year in the coast. Oh my God. And I had probably one of the most <laughs> fun years I've ever had in my entire hockey career. You know, it was just incredible. So what, what about you guys, Gio Van? I mean, any, I don't want to say regrets, but anything you you'd like to do differently. I mean, yeah. I mean, looking back, it's always so easy. And I think I've talked about this before, you know, once, once I left um, Buffalo and went to the Islanders, then uh, actually we played with Gio in Montreal and we had a great run there. And that's the first time I was a free agent. So at that point I was like, you know, I let's see where this goes. And um, obviously in the back of my head, you know, since my kids were getting somewhat older at that time and we had a house here in Minnesota, I was like, Man, it would be nice to, uh, you know, especially after that year, you know, going from Buffalo to the Islanders to Montreal, bouncing all around, being in one house that we own and we live here and we're spending the summers here and playing here. It would be awesome. So I think I was a little, you know, narrow sighted uh, that way going into free agency. I mean, I had other good offers from other teams and um, I probably should have taken, you know, a little bit more time and thinking, hey, what is good for my career? Because coming to Minnesota was probably not the right move. I, you know, I've, I've, again, they had a good team. I thought they, you know, so, so that definitely helped, but uh, it probably wasn't the right fit for my game, what type of players they had. So, I mean, again, I mean, I, I played at the Islanders and I mean, that's, that's probably the best fit or line I ever played on with uh, Tavares and Ocposo. They had a young, good team. They offered me, so I probably, you know, should have taken a hard look at that too, which I did. But at the same time, free agency was very enticing for the first time in my career. But again, signing that is the one where I'm like, ah, it probably wasn't the best move because of the type of system or players they had. But I think, you know, as as all you guys know, I think you you come to a new team or an organization and you think you can make a difference and change things. And um, I wasn't able to do that there. Yeah, but I think you playing in Minnesota was inevitable. Was inevitable, just kind of like Geo, like almost like you playing in Buffalo. Like I feel like that was, you know, inevitable that you you guys end up playing. Like I know, you know, Geo, you're from Rochester, obviously. So I mean, that's super close to Buffalo and Van. You you basically you know grew up in the U.S. You know, a big a portion right, of your right. life is in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think it it's, makes sense. I think I would have done it more like the geo route you know where he this was kind of his his last stop where i kind of you know at, at the time when i was a free agent that what was i 30 like i still had a lot of game left in, in my opinion and it kind of set me back so but again yeah, but you gotta you gotta look van too right like fear. yeah you were the island was not the island now right like they were in between uh the arenas too right so guys are living on the island playing in uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn there. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, 
if you lock yourself in two, three, five, six years, mm-hmm. it's a much different situation than those guys are now, right? And so, like you said, with your family, that's what I looked at when I went to free agency the couple times is, what's the best fit for me hockey-wise? And then that ended up being Montreal. And it was a really hard move for the family, uh, French uh, schools and whatnot for the kids. But the best spot for the family, for for hockey, for everything, it just fit perfectly for my career. Now, on the flip side, we did the same thing with Buffalo. Free agency, it was, okay, let's figure out where the kids are going to be most comfortable. Buffalo was an easy fit. Like you, Van, thought you could come into a new team and make a difference. I thought, you know, hey, they're they're in transition, but we can go there. We can we can help out. I can I can be that older guy on the team, and it just didn't work out. It just was one of those things that just never fit. And lifestyle was fine away from the rink. It's just the rink aspect, the game itself was just not where my career and where I, the expectations I had on teams and, and players and, and organizations, it just wasn't there yet. And so for that, it wasn't a great, great fit. But what people don't understand is when you make these decisions, it's not just simply about yourself anymore, right? Like we weren't single guys that are making a decision and just, we'll go wherever the hell you want. You know, like you're making it with your family in mind, you're making it with your kids in mind, you're making it with your wife in mind, like trying to make the best decision at the time. And sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. And I think at the end of the day, you're just as human as anyone else trying to pick their job or take a promotion in their world. Um, We deal with the same things, if not even more so, right? So I think for the people that are listening, I think those are things that you should take into consideration when you're like, ah, a guy came here, he was a bust. Maybe it wasn't a right fit on the ice. Maybe his family wasn't settled. Like everyone deals with the same stresses, no matter what you're making, no matter what you're doing in life. Yeah. It affects everybody. You know what I mean? So like, like take a step back. And that was the reason why I did not want to go to the Islanders. I, I had an opportunity. I told my agent in June after the season was over my final year, I phoned my agent up and I just said, you know, I, I, we were together for 20 years and um, Pat Morris and I, he was such a great, great, great agent, great mentor, so much help through, you You're know, talking to three guys that were with Bartlett hockey here. So yeah, keep you know, listen, that I mean, bullshit. Guess what? When you, <laughs> when you find a really, really good person and a really good agent that gives you the proper guidance throughout a very, very turbulent up and down career for most of us, right? Um, it's, it's special. And I was with my agent for, for 20 years. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had called him and, and basically I knew, I knew at the end of that year, my last year, when I finished in Columbus, I knew that it was time for me physically, mentally, everything. And I phoned him and said, uh, you know, you know, I just wanted to thank you for everything. We had a long conversation. He said, no, 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 no. I've got a deal for you. I've got an offer for you. The Islanders want to sign you, um, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, you know what? No, I do not want to move my family. I don't want to go to, you know, you know, take How my- much? How much were they offering? Can I ask that? It was $800,000. Okay. I remember so that at that time, that. at that time in your career, and I'm not saying this 
but at that time in your career, that's not enough to change your life. I mean, that's not enough to en- entice yeah, it's, you. To it's move. an extreme amount of money. For, of course it is. It's, know, it's, but it's extreme, but it break wasn't it down. about the money. You yeah. know, listen, if I, if I was about money when I was in San Jose as an unrestricted free agent and my agent's telling me like, do not sign this contract, do not sign the contract because you will get a lot more on the open market. I didn't care because San Jose was a hell of a hockey team. We had a great group of players. It was so much fun. And if I had to take less money to be a part of that, then I'm totally fine with that. You know, Vanner, so uh, Gio, this question is for you guys. I, because Vanner, you just said uh, like a little while ago, you had some other offers the year you went to free agency. Gio, I know you said that there were for you as well. If you could go back and I mean, hindsight, right. But if you could go back, is there a, uh, not even a contract, but a team that you wished you had maybe signed with instead of the team you signed with? I mean, without making it sound disrespectful to the team you signed with, but, mm-hmm. but it, it, was there a, a team? Cause I'm sure you guys had multiple offers, but was there a team that where you're like, you know, when I think about it, yeah, it would have been, it would have been a good spot for me. Well, for me, it was not signing the extension with the Islanders. Again, it wasn't about the, the contract itself. I mean, it was the contract offer was great. The team was so much fun, young and up and coming. I had an absolute blast. Again, I came from Buffalo. So, you know, you get traded from Buffalo to the Islanders. I'm like, well, okay, who knows what to expect, right? I mean, Buffalo is the same. You you fly in, you're like, this this place isn't very great. Same with the Islanders. You stay across, like, this place sucks too. And, of course, that's where I get traded to. And then once, you know, but it's the same as Buffalo. Once you live there, once you get to know the people, the neighborhoods, it was amazing. It's Long Island's an amazing place. It was awesome to live. But the only reason I didn't sign that extension was what, what Gio mentioned earlier is that year or the year after they were transitioning to go to Brooklyn. And I just couldn't see myself with three boys in school who loved coming to the games, being around the rank. They would never, I mean, that's 82 away games. They would have never came to any games because it's, you know, it can take an hour. It can take you two hours. And what time are they going to come home when they got school in the morning? So that was more of a decision that I want my kids around the rink because how cool is that for them? And I want to be, want them to come to the game. So that's why I chose not to sign there. And as far as the free agency part, I think the best fit for me, what I could have signed or should have signed was probably the Blues. I think that was a good fit for me. They were a big team. They they played that net front kind of you know game with with exactly what fit my my game. You know, get to the front of the net, get pucks there, and then tip them and get the rebound. So so that's probably would have been my best fit in free agency that year. Yeah, Pete. I mean, I, I guess if you look back at mine, Petey, you know the backstory a bit. But you're in New Jersey for eight years. You're you're on a team that won it. Uh, there wasn't a ton, a ton of turnover, right, on those teams. Like, we had guys that were there for a long time. And so I was done. It was eight years in, free agent. And Lou Lou made it. He made it because I would have taken way less, like Riz was saying, right? Like, I would have taken way under value um, to stay there because – I thought I was happy there. I thought that was a good fit. I thought that was where I wanted to be. Um, but he he didn't – he let me go to free agency. He said, see what's out there. And then he basically just said, we can't match uh, what we were getting on that day. And so he he took it off of my plate 
because he probably knew. He's a great guy, great, great for me, a huge uh, influence on my career. And he almost took that decision out of my hands. Like, hey, you deserve more. I can't give it to you. Where we're going with this team, I can't do it. Um, and that's when you came in, PD, right? There wasn't a ton of turnover. There wasn't any big free agent moves that year where he brought in big money. It was a year or two out before he brought like Kovalchuk and those guys in. Um, and so I, I had a, I had a bunch of, of options that year, that free agency and it's free agency for me was, um, I don't, I don't want to say stressful, but it was not the most enjoyable because you're sitting here and 12 o'clock rolls around and your agent's calling you and he's saying, this is what we got. This is what we got. Calls you five minutes later. We got another team in for this. Uh, and you're sitting there with your wife and, you know, young kids at the time trying to make a decision for me the next five years of my life. And so um, I narrowed it down to three teams. It was the Rangers, Montreal, and Minnesota at the time. And basically what Van's saying, Rangers uh, would have been fun to play in New York City, but family-wise, you live outside. Uh, you don't live in the city, or I would have preferred not to live in the city with kids. And now it's 82 away games, right? It's not – you're going in staying that whole day. You, your kids aren't going to the game as much. So I had Minnesota and Montreal, and basically it was – Montreal was in the east. I thought it was a better schedule and a good team that was up and coming, and uh, it was the best decision. No regrets on that. And fast forward, you know, five years to another free agent time, and I had Buffalo, I had New Jersey – Petey, we've talked about it. Lou coming back for a second stint with me uh, later in my career. And, you know, it's you don't regret. I don't regret one bit. I still live in Buffalo. I love the area. I just wish I could have done more for the organization to change it. It just wasn't the right timing. And so it just – I don't regret it one bit, you know, because – well, some I'm of the young ones my life here there. weren't you really receptive, eh? To, to What's the, that? Some of the younger guys here that you were here to groom weren't very receptive to the knowledge in which so, so <laughs> your position can bring to the table. Let's just say I wish I wish uh, it would have been the group that's there now, right? Like the a couple of us older guys on the team would have been able to surround uh, those young guys with Akposo and Gergensons and a few of the older guys we would have had – a much better influence on the people in the room than we were able to have when we were. Well, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you a tough question, Gio. And I know you're going to be going to give us the politically correct answer here, but try and do your best. Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, you know, listen, don't shake your head. Okay. Just, just answer it. Honestly, you know, you can, you're, you're a good speaker. Um, not quite so much. I just lose my shit. But <laughs> describe to me why that didn't work, Gio. Like, listen, I mean, you have been a captain in Montreal, a storied franchise for, for five years before you came here to Buffalo. They brought you in for your leadership. They brought Josh Georges in for his leadership. They tried to s- surround this, this young, talented hockey player in Jack and Sam Reinhardt. And, and describe to me in what your thought, because we've never actually talked about you in particular. And when you played here with him, um, tell me why that didn't work out. Why your thoughts that didn't work out? 
That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.